spell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire, merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little bonfire babble Bonfire babble Welcome to the Bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hello, everybody. Hi. And welcome back. We've done it. Take two. Take two. Sometimes you have to use take two. You do. Yeah. Yeah. We were having some technical issues. We were talking about the fact that Corey. Yeah. Went away for a while. I did. I went to Disneyland for my brother's birthday. Disneyland. It was very fun. I got a suntan line across my nose where my mask lives. Which was fun. Was it warm? Of course, it must have been warm. It was warm. (gasps) It was warmer than it was supposed to be. Oh. But I packed for that, so that's good. And I only hurt myself twice. Yeah. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Yeah, but you (laughs) fell. I did. I fell. I fell. There's nothing more embarrassing than falling in public, and I definitely did it. But here we are, you know. Is your bruise still there? Do you still have a bruise? It is pretty miserable. I bumped into it this morning, and it hurt real bad. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's fine. It'll heal. It'll be fine. That's not yeah. the first time I've fallen on this knee. One time I was riding a bike downtown. I was on the waterfront and the front tire got caught in a rut in, a rut in the sidewalk. I didn't go forward, thank God. Oh, wow. But I went sideways and my right knee was pretty, it was pretty messed up for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet it was. It was really hard to teach yoga classes with a busted knee. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And Corey's hanging out in our basement. Yeah. I'm a basement dwelling cave troll. Yeah. <laughs> For just a little while. My mom and my house being is being rewired. Yeah. So we can't live in it. And there's one, I bet you hit it when you walked through that little tiny hallway. Nope. No, you didn't? Oh. No, I knocked oh. into it in the bathroom. Okay. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Which is also sad. We have a, we have like a, a mother-in-law in apartment, apartment downstairs, but it is it is small. It's got a shower, it's got a fridge, and it's got a microwave, honestly. I don't really know what else you need. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun hanging out down there when, you know, we're not living. We lived there for a year when we first moved in. Because you were remodeling? Yeah, we were. We had the smallest kitchen in the world. One of our friends walked in and said, I've been in hotels with larger kitchens. You literally could have one person in the kitchen at a time. Well, your kitchen is beautiful. It's much bigger now. Yeah. And I've been purging. I've been, if you listen to the spring equinox episode, I have indeed been doing what I said I was going to do and I have been purging. And hopefully by this time, trees, if you please, I hope that I have sent you by now the spell that I did over my seedlings and that it's working for you or that you decided to use it or if you didn't decide to use it, that you adapted it to make it work for you because I talked about it, but I didn't talk specifically about spells. I have to talk about trees, if you please, for just a quick moment. Also known as Anne Orney, I hope I pronounced that right. She's written a book called Summoning Spruce. I'm going to read a little caption of it because I've already started reading it. I got an advanced copy. She's one of our patrons, just FYI. And I'm so excited. I'm only a chapter in and I'm madly in love with it. It is fiction, but it is absolutely witchy. I'm going to read the description. Josephine Swell lives in a magical community pinched between forest healing from clear cuts and a logging town gone bust. 
Freshly dumped and back living with her brother and pot-smoking grandmother, Swell has accepted a job with the Rose Council. It's now her job to follow up on all illegal magics practiced within council territory. But when the body of a young woman is found inside the boundary of the Maybach Woods, the fragile treaty between those who protect the forest's magic and loggers is tested. Swell must follow the trail of dark magic to find the killer before the home she loves is cut to the ground. And the link is in her bio to where you can buy the book. It's called Summoning Spruce. Her Instagram account is Trees If You Please. I am already loving the writing so much, Anne. So that's my plug for that. Okay, we can move on now. I've been very out of the loop. So everything Detta is saying right now, I'm like just kind of nodding. (laughs) That's okay, because you're about to talk a lot. Am I? Yeah, you probably. You really are. This because... is the thing about which I am passionate. Yeah. We uh, we are bringing you today another installment of the Witches in Media series. Yeah. And we are talking about Good Omen. Agnes Nutter. Agnes Nutter and her great, 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 great granddaughter, Anathema Device. Anathema Device. Not, what's the, what does he call her? He calls her something else. Divacy or something. Oh, her, it's it's pronounced anathema, but it's spelled Mm -hmm. anathema. Yeah. And I'll get there. Anathema. And it's, and if you listen to the audiobook, which I did go ahead and re-listen to, because I, I had totally blanked out Agnes. (laughs) And when I read it, I was like, okay, um, one, Agnes is in the title. Yeah. And so how did you forget her? And plus, when I reread it, I was like, oh, my God, she's such a freaking badass. Yeah, she's wicked cool. Oh, she's so amazing, as is. Anathema. Anathema. I love, love, love her. And I also love Pepper. Yeah, I love Pepper. (laughs) She's rad. She's rad. But the witches are. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the thing that Anathema says about, I just kind of picked it up on the way. Witchcraft. She's referring to witchcraft. And I was just like. Okay, babe. That's awesome. She just kind of picked it up on the way. She has her fun little witch digests and her environmental magazines. Anyway, we are going to get into it. Yeah. Tell us, Corey, tell us a little bit about what Good Omens is. and Well, let's head to the library because I have a couple library (gasps) things. What? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Okay, let's go. Okay. So a couple of things. Anathema Device is based on a witch named Allison Device. Allison Device was a famous witch as well. Agnes Nutter is based on a witch named Alice Nutter, who is also a part of the Pendle Witch Trials. So there were these big trials called the Pendle Witch Trials, and Alice Nutter was one of the witches who was unfortunately killed during those trials so these witches are based on in name at least actual real women which i think is fascinating i love that and cool yay Um, neil and terry good for you yeah good job guys so let's see let's see let's see agnes nutter was alive from 1600 to 1656 and she wrote a book called the nice and accurate prophecies of agnes nutter witch it was, uh, she was purported to be the last real witch burned in England. It was awesome, though. I mean, it wasn't awesome because it's a bummer. Every time, it's a bummer. However, she knew it was coming. Because she was a prophet. Because she was a prophet. And her book has thousands of prophecies which are accurate. Every single one of them is true. They are Oh, yeah. Define what nice means in Old English, if you would, please. Yeah, basically means true. And so she knew that she was about to be burned, 
<laughs> by the witch finders, right? The witch finder army. And so she hid gunpowder and roofing nails <laughs> under her skirts. So she didn't just blow it up. She blew it up and hurt people. So she shrapneled the entire town because the entire town was like coming out to watch her burn. Mm-hmm. So she was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. And so her book had thousands of prophecies, which were accurate and true. They were nice and accurate. And they helped her family and her descendants. So that's part of the reason why they weren't super famous is because they were pretty family centric. Mm-hmm. They were about how her family could thrive and grow. I love the... The concept and the device that the authors put in that prophecy books were huge at the time. They were selling really well. They actually mentioned Mother Shipton, Mm -hmm. Nostradamus, and one other person that I'm blanking on right now. I don't remember. They talk about the fact that the publishers were like so excited. Yes. And it didn't sell. Yeah, it didn't sell at all. Yeah. And they don't know what happened to all the other copies, but one copy survived. Yes. Yeah. Uh, She also wrote a book that was supposed to be post-apocalyptic, a manuscript rather, called Further Nice and Accurate Prophecies of Agnes Nutter Concerning the World That Is to Come. Ye Saga Continued. That's the whole title. So she wrote this book, which then went to her daughter, which then went to her daughter, and then her daughter, and then her daughter, all the way down to Anathema Device. They're really cool prophecies because if you read them at the time, they might not make sense. But in the context of the times changing, they make perfect sense. I know that in the movie, they did a thing about investing in Apple. And that's why their family has money, is because they invested in Apple really early on. (laughs) I have more. So the thing about Agnes is a lot of what always happens, what seems to happen in stories of witches getting accused of witchcraft. She was a healer, you know, made people feel... (laughs) healthier and better and good she used herbs and one of the factors that led to the accusations of her witchcraft was that she loved to jog (laughs) so she would just jog for her health and the people around her were like that is bizarre and demonic and you're obviously a witch so that was like kind of the the last straw and so she was accused of witchcraft and then subsequently unfortunately exploded Uh, her great 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 I don't remember how many greats. Yeah, lots of greats. Uh, Anathema device is also a witch. She follows the familial prophecies within the book. And the part of the book that we see, the part of the story that we see, is her working to prevent the apocalypse. She is a proponent of reversing climate change. She's all about feminism and equality. She's super, she's just super rad. And I loved this description of her. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Says that she is attractive and possibly vivacious, but also sort of difficult to describe. Mm. And I love that because they made her in the show extraordinarily pretty, which I'm not mad about. She is definitely attractive and vivacious. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's something, there's some things that are difficult to translate to like a visual media. Yeah. So, like, sort of difficult to describe. That's sort of difficult to achieve. Right? Because yeah. how do you find that? Anyway, I thought that was a great description of her. Attractive and possibly vivacious, but also sort of difficult <laughs> to describe. Her whole, her whole thing is that she knows what's going to happen and she's trying to stop it. And her whole role in the story is that. And I think that that is super, super cool because she's got this sort of attitude that's like, I don't know, casual and confident. It's definitely a can-do. Yeah, she's very can-do because she's like, well, of course I can do this. Yeah. It's written. 
yeah that i will you know yeah no doubt in her mind it's gonna but there's also no like there's no what's the point about her there's no like well it's already written what's the point there's none of that kind of attitude which is why the end confuses me by the way there will be spoilers yes this is spoiler time so if you want to go watch it without spoilers or read it without the spoilers Go for, and here's what's also really great. There are two versions, audiobook versions, or you can read it. One of the audiobook versions has the cast, a lot of the cast mm-hmm. that's actually in the television show, which there is going to be a second season. So they excited. just finished wrapping last week. They're the ones voicing the characters in the audiobook as well, which mm-hmm. is, yeah, really exciting, I thought. Super exciting. Mm-hmm. That is the background. Okay. That is the background. I invite you all to, if it won't make you too angry, (laughs) because it makes me angry to look up this stuff, but look up the Pendle Witch Trials because they're fascinating and miserable, but fascinating. Yeah. And you're going to see the name Alice Nutter, probably. And you're probably going to see the name Allison Device. Allison is fun because it's got a Z instead of an S. Oh, wow. Which I thought was neat. Uh, one last note about anathema. Her name means curse, basically. It, it's not a great word, but her mother <laughs> heard it and thought it was a beautiful sounding word. Because it is. And was like, that's gorgeous. That's your name. So she's, her name means like cursed or like dirty. Like, oh, wow. In a holy kind of way. Well, better than the name Adulter something Persephone. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the witch finders have the funniest names. Yeah. They have the funniest names. And I do want to talk about the witch finders. Yeah. We could do that at the bonfire. Okay. Okay. I want to say, too, that Pepper talks at one point to one of our other main characters named Adam. About the fact that witches weren't really witches. They were just women that were healers, usually landowners and single women and, you know, all the stuff we know. And Pepper tells Adam this. And he goes, how do you know that? My mom told me. Well, your mom also thinks blah, 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 which is also true, by the way. Whatever he says afterwards. And she goes, well, yes, but I, I believe this is true. I love Pepper. I love the them. They're so good. I love the them. I think one of my favorite descriptions about Adam particularly mm-hmm. is when it says, and I'm paraphrasing, the reason that Anathema couldn't see his aura was because it would be like, what is it, like sitting in the middle of Central Park and looking for Central Park mm-hmm. or something like that because his aura is so big. So that's why she can't find it. But I love the them. I love... Adam, by the way, is supposed to be the child of Satan who's <laughs> going to bring it about the the apocalypse he's the antichrist and our two ain't no our angel and our demon mm-hmm. who are supposed to influence the antichrist because of something that a satanist nun does at the very beginning of the book sister they, mary loquacious they follow the wrong child yes. so this child is just left to his own devices with incredibly loving parents very loving parents very cool friends he takes up the sort of mantle of, of de facto leader of his little group. Mm-hmm. And it, he's so, it's so, it's the best description of kids, I think. Mm. Because the way that children play. And they're all 11, right? They're all about 11, yeah. The way that children play 
has no rules except the rules that they make up at the time. And there's sort of a weird understanding of when and how the rules change. We learned a lot about that when I was doing stuff with off-road Shakespeare. And mm. I will again. I will again. <laughs> uh, but there's, it, they're, they're just incredibly well-written children, which isn't the point of this episode, but I think it's worth noting. <laughs> but It's a really well-written book. It's one of and my it's favorites. it's funny. It's so funny. Laugh out loud funny. Oh, yeah. Like, laugh out loud on the bus like an idiot funny. And it's un- they come up with unusual statements that are so true Mm. but you're looking at the truth from a different perspective Mm -hmm. and you just go oh yeah uh uh-huh yeah Yeah. it's really great writing there's a lot of stuff that makes you laugh and you go oh wait oh (laughs) oh no (laughs) i can relate to that oh geez it's it's really good and normally i don't like it when tv makes like a second season when the first season finished the last of the book Mm -hmm. but i will tell you i am thrilled I am too. And here's the thing. So now I'm going to talk about the ending. I'm going to jump to the ending and anathema. Anathema. The actual I, I miss word, the end. The actual the word end. is anathema. Anathema. But because <laughs> I listened to it over and over again so I could say it right. Ana- anathema. Yeah. Anathema at the end gets the new book. Yes. And her guy talks her into, we think, not continuing as. As the descendant. It's sort of ambiguous. A I felt. Bit. But but I think that's why they're able to make the second season. Because of the second book? Yeah. That'd be great. I hope so. I hope so. I also just hope we get more of Aziraphale and Crowley. Oh my God, I love them. Because they're the best and I love them so much. They're so in love. They are. So, oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. And it's David Tennant. And, and Michael Sheen. Oh, they're so good. They're together. so cute. Or as I like to call him, Tony Blair. I swear <laughs> I've seen Michael Sheen. Hasn't he played him twice? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. But I, there is nothing, there's like nothing about Agnes and Anathema that I don't admire. There's also like nothing about the woman who lives across the street from the, or across the hall from the Witchfinder. The woman who mm. runs the mm-hmm. tea shop. Yes. Heavy air quotes. There is nothing about her that I don't admire. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. The women in this book are interesting and funny. And complex. And smart. Yeah. And cool. And I love them. And that is not always the case in fantasy. And not always the case when written by two men. Straight up. And yeah. they they nailed it. Yeah, I think they did great. I think they did really great. R.I.P. to Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Yeah, Neil said he was never going to do a second season, so I'm glad he is. Yeah. And it's so interesting. We talk about the witch finders. Yes. And one of the witch finders ends up with anathema at the end. Yeah. And the it, thing is that he doesn't know he's a witch finder, really. No. He just did it because he lost his other job, <laughs> and he's the descendant of the witch finder that blew up Agnes mm-hmm. Nutter. Well, he didn't blow her up. She blew him up, but... But who took her to yeah. the... Yeah. Yeah, and I I have to say the magic, the witchcraft magic in this is all completely, I think, not completely, but mostly centered around prophecy. Almost entirely. Yeah. the mad Any magic, like things that you see happen mm-hmm. are mostly angel or demon related. Yeah. I know that Anathema has like 
charms and and herbs in her garden and like there's mm-hmm. things about her that are sort of the fun sort of everyday yeah. magic that you do she can see auras she can see auras and she's psychic and she uses her dowsing rods that's fun yeah and she's psychic yeah again prophecy stuff but her psychic is a little bit different than agnes's mm-hmm. psychic because agnes was a prophet yes and anathema can look at you and tell you what you're thinking so it's a little bit dif- it's, it's a little bit different it's a little different and i love that I and do too. i love that it's not a bunch of like brewing potions and reading from big scary books and and you know it's not hocus pocusy which i love i love hocus pocus it's not a dig at hocus pocus but i love that it's which is represented in a much more like to me recognizable way because she does stuff that i do Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real it's very real yeah and it's very good and it's a perfect i think counterbalance to the absolutely fantastical magic being done on the biblically cosmic scale do you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like the magic that is and crowley do is influencing or it should be but it's not but it should be influencing the antichrist to either bring about or foil the apocalypse i think that i also have a soft spot for these people these angel and demon and this book in itself because it points out something that is sympathetic to my beliefs which is that nobody knows what the hell is going on no and everybody who says that their plan is ineffable is full of it and is lying to you probably yeah. uh and it's just it's so good <laughs> it's just so good and i rarely say this but i think that the show is as good as the book i think so too i really love the fact that free will is not just for humans Mm-mm. it's for the angel and the demon as well mm-hmm. and although their their people are not supportive of them there is someone who we encounter at the end, who I think absolutely planned for them to have this type of free will. Yeah. Who's pretty important, at least my guess of who it is. Uh, do you, should I say? I mean, we're already spoiling okay. it. All right. So they are at the end sitting on a bench and somebody's feeding the ducks while they're there talking about what's happened mm-hmm. and what they'll do next, how the world has been recreated. Everything's back to normal, only sometimes it's better. Mm-hmm. It just goes to prove that it's not, what's that word? And the angel has said this word so many times in the book. Aziraphale. Aziraphale has said it over and over again. And the guy feeding the duck says, ineffable. And he walks away. Mm-hmm. And then they go, what were we just talking about? What was it? So yeah. I think it's God. I think it's God. It's probably God. It's probably God. <sighs> yeah. And God totally planned for exactly this to happen. Yeah. I think it's interesting to... The going back to things I recognize about mm-hmm. Anathema is that she's very, very environment conscious, mm-hmm. and her influence on Adam mm-hmm. causes him to do things that are like environmentally conscious, like shut down a nuclear plant without any kind of fallout because he can, which he does in his sleep, and he doesn't, doesn't realize he does sleep. <laughs> Uh, he raises Atlantis. Like, yeah. she gives him these ideas that expand his perspective. Yeah. And I think that you couldn't really ask for a better influence on the Antichrist than By that. The, yeah. He he can shape reality. Mm-hmm. That's what he's been born to do when he's 11, but only if he names the dog. 
<laughs> he named it Dog. <laughs> and so, and the dog shows up, this hellhound, and he turns it into like those little, I think in the show it's a beagle, right? It's a terrier. It's It was a terrier. And he calls him Dog. Mm-hmm. That's what he names him. Throughout the entire book, you the dog like listens to him and it gets called Good Boy. And a little spark of hell died in him. As yes. He, yeah. And just until eventually he's just a dog. A dog. <laughs> he's just a good dog. <laughs> just a good boy. Oh, it's such a good book, you all. It's such a good book. And we haven't spoiled it for you. because The way that, just the way that they represent the witches is so good. And the witch finders are bumbling idiots. They are. And it's great. I love. It's great. And I can't remember his name now, but the witch finder general is such a doofus. Merriweather or something like that? I don't remember. I literally, the reason I'm really upset that I'm mispronouncing all these names, I literally listened to this over the last four days again, and I listened to the wonderful narrators say these names over and over, and I went, I'm going to be fine. And <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still totally going to get these them. right. I'm totally knowing them all. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun re-listen. I'm glad. I should listen to it. I, I've read it two or three times, probably. I love, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, there's no way. Mm. there's no way they're going to get this, this, and this, right? And then they did. And I had read it before I watched it. Me too. As well. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was like, there's no way they're going to get the the queen cassette tapes. Correct. That's not going to work. And it's so funny. (laughs) It's so good. And like the narrator God is so fun. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. She's so good. She's so good. Ugh. Please read it. Please yeah. watch it. And if you have read it and watched it, listen to the audiobook. And tell us what you think. And tell us what you think of it. Tell us what you think of the witches. Because I, I don't know. I think they're some of my favorite witches in media. Is that right? Yeah. Because I like a good fuck you attitude. Mm-hmm. And I know that Agnes had that. Mm-hmm. Especially there at the end. Uh, and I, I, I like a good you're all coming with me. I love that. You know, if you're going to be this dumb, woe betide you. Uh, And I love, I just love Anathema. And I love her relationship with that guy whose name I can't remember. Oh, oh, him. Oh, oh, Newt. Newt. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other Newton Percival. Yeah. Uh, Pulsifier. Pulsifier. Newton Pulsifier. It's a hard S. Yes. (laughs) And I love them together. And I love... That he just tries so hard and just can't hang. Like, he just can't. Like, light, the world is not designed for his particular brand of ineptitude. And it's just, he tries so hard. He does. And it's so cute and sweet and, and, I don't know. We usually talk about how the witchcraft that's presented in Witches in Media and how the witches presented in media, how we can incorporate that into mm-hmm. our own life. And I have something. Go for it. I think the badassery and the confidence and the inflappability, Ooh. I guess, that Anathema has and that Agnes has is just, I like want to embody that yes. as in, my, in my craft and in my practice. I look to myself to get to that point. I also really love the line, and it's just such a good reminder. Do not mess in the in the things that you don't know anything about. Yeah. That's one of Agnes's predictions and statements as they are taking her to the stake. 
Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, if you're going to get involved in something, know about it. Yeah. And, and be prepared for the repercussions. Yeah. Of that. So that's, you know, and that and I found myself training my intuition, you know, as I always do, but finding just really actively I'm playing this silly little game uh, uh, to kind of wind down sometimes at night, this cube game, and I have to guess certain things and I guess where the number is going to be. Mm. And I've been right every Ooh. single time, except for like twice out Look of like, you. you know, 50. I love that. So that's, those are ways too, that you can keep training your intuition. And I think we've talked about the fact that we've got a couple of exercises in mm -hmm. a really early episode about how to keep training your intuition, because I try to practice being psychic. I don't know about you. Do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I do that all the time. I use it to train my gut. Yeah. I think that I would take away from the witchcraft that's shown in this book is that it's all around you. Mm-hmm. Like Anathema's life, her whole life is built upon and around these prophecies, but she still takes the time every day to find the next right thing to do. And so I love her activism and her awareness. And she's so kind mm -hmm. at the same time. Like, I can be a real bitch because I get overwhelmed with the things in the world that suck. And it makes me not kind. And so, like... I've, I've not noticed that about you. <laughs> well, I'm a really good at masking. <laughs> but I think that it's, it's Im important to, to remain soft in places. Yeah. And kind. And I think that Anathema does that. And I love that a lot about her mm -hmm. because she's still incredibly powerful. And I, I love that. So. I love watching her get stuff. I love watching her be stumped because mm. there are parts in this where she's like, I am doing everything right. I am doing everything I'm supposed to be doing and it's not working. Do you know that that is something that I worked on with my therapist <laughs> for like 10 years? That exact statement. And my shaman would say, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. You're going to do everything right and you're still. And I say that at work a lot when I'm training new people because they're like, well, I didn't find the thing. And I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and they're like, but I'm doing something wrong. And it's like, no, you're not. You, do, you did everything. The thing isn't being found because it's not there to be found. Yeah. Move on. And that's easier to say than to do. But I love watching her get, get stumped. Mm. And because even when she's frustrated. She doesn't, like, fall into despair. And I really love that. What a great goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. For real. Yeah. But, yeah, a little bit of magical activism, a little bit of regular world activism, finding the little things all around you that are magical. Living a, a magical life every yeah. single day, finding it in the mundane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and confidence. Yeah. Get confidence. confidence and unflappability. I, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So... Well, cool. Yeah. Thanks for letting us just talk about Good Omens for 45 minutes. Yeah. I hope you liked it. <laughs> Please I hope read you it. go read it. If you haven't already, I hope you talk to us if you have read it or watched it or listened to it or whatever. Who's your favorite witch? Who's your favorite character? That's what I want to know. Who's your favorite character in Good Omens? Because I don't think I could pick. No, I don't think I can. I think I'd have a different one for the books and a different one for the show. Really? Yeah. I think so. Hmm. I think so. I think that in the show, my favorite characters are Crowley and Aziraphale. And I think that in the show, no, rather in the books, in the show, it's Crowley and Aziraphale. And in the book, I think it's the them. Oh, really? I really love the them as a collective. 
They're pretty cool. They're so fun. Actually, that's a lie. I'm. I think I like Sister Mary Loquacious. I love her. The satanic nuns are hilarious. And there is nothing funnier. There's this exchange where there's an incredible miscommunication between two nuns who wink at each other. They both misinterpret what the other one's wink means. And there's something so good about that that's very much like, use your words and this won't happen. And I love Sister Mary Loquacious. Oh, she's good. Oh, she's funny. There's some there. It's just great. It's very good. Go find it. Yeah. Well, should we send up some sparks? Yeah, let's do some sparks. What's your spark, Detta? My spark is Amanda Palmer. Kind of. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would like it very much, especially since we're talking about good omens and the apocalypse. And the possibility of nuclear war and all hey, that good stuff. Yeah, what? Da, 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 what? Da, da. Yeah, Blah. hey. Uh, did we mention magical activism? Yes, we did. So if you go to Amanda Palmer's Patreon, she's done a public post. It's absolutely beautiful. And the title of it is From Me and Gaba in Poland, Two Simple Things You Can Do to Support Ukraine. It is absolutely gorgeous and you will learn a lot about what's going on over there and there are two places that if you have money to donate you can donate and even like five bucks will help it's a crowdfunding campaign to aid ukraine there's an independent newspaper i'm going to spell it and not try to pronounce it and it is spelled k-y-i-v independent and they're on patreon and they're reporting the real news. They are independent and they're, they're in danger. Kiev yeah. is the Russian pronunciation. I believe the Ukrainian pronunciation is Kiev. Kiev, I okay. think. If you read Amanda's post, which, by the way, if you're not following Amanda Palmer, I don't know if you all know. Do you know who she is? I don't know her because of you. Oh, is that right? Have I shouted her out before? No, but you've spoken to me about her. Before. Oh, yeah. We do talk outside the studio. Yeah, well, this listeners. is true. This is true. She is an independent artist, and she was one of the first people that decided she was going to crowdfund to raise money so that she could make a CD. And she just asked everybody to pre-buy the CD. And her very first one, she made $25,000. I mean, that was before production costs and stuff right. like that. So for that CD, and and she does this great TED Talk about the about asking for what you need. Because she talks about couch surfing and, you know, how that was and, and how hard it is to ask for what you need. Yeah. It's a great life lesson. She gives great life lessons. She's a musician. And this post is absolutely beautiful and heart-wrenching and at the end she mentions the young girl who's in a refugee camp who sings let it go in mm. in her language it's absolutely beautiful if you can find it on youtube i had a really hard time finding the original because of course all the news places have picked it up so that's my spark is those kind of three things amanda and the two places is that it, she mentions is it the same amanda who used to be with neil gaiman oh my god is it really is that the same Amanda Palmer? Are you serious? Yeah, that's why I know her name, I think. And I've seen her music. I, after nine months as a single parent, almost completely alone in Havoc, North America, which I totally followed. Amanda Palmer has reunited with English author Neil Gaiman. The couple split last year, resulting in Gaiman jetting to Scotland while Palmer and their son stayed in Hawkeye's Bay. So I guess they're back together? 
Who's to say? They separated under the lockdown and... That started two whole years ago. Guess they weren't driven to divorce. Nope, they're back together. Cool. I had no idea it was him. Because she doesn't, in the post that she, she doesn't mention him very much. Or at least not in the most recent ones. I guess I just never, never knew that. Yeah, that is hysterical. That's very funny that you've yeah. accidentally done that. So because Neil Gaiman and Terry... Pratchett are the authors of Good Good Omens. Yeah, that was totally coincidental. That's great. I I love love it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. How about you? What's your spark? Uh, My spark is not witchy at all. It is about (laughs) D&D. That's kind of witchy. So I, for those of you that don't know, I haven't talked about it. I love the group Dimension 20. It is DM'd by the incomparable Brennan Lee Mulligan. As well as other DMs, but the only ones I've seen have been DM'd by Brandon Lee Mulligan. They started a new campaign. By now, it will have been several weeks, and there's a few episodes out. I think there's five or six episodes out. And I'm not caught up, so no spoilies. But it's called Starstruck Odyssey, and it's based on the graphic novel. And it is so good, and it's bringing me so much joy. It is everything I wanted another campaign with the particular party to do. Because it's the same party that was in fantasy high which is my first foray into dimension 20 and i loved it so much and i love these people so much and it's the same people doing different characters in a different story oh i love that and it's so good and it's it's funny and it's heartbreaking and it's got action-packed adventure and laughs and and it's about D. no it is a DD campaign D campaign yeah okay yeah they're playing a campaign so if you get dropout tv because you like college humor, which used to be when I was in college, college humor was not great. And they mm-hmm. have grown and become a really cool studio. And they have a lot of really fun stuff that I love. But if you don't want to pay for Dropout, I know that at least some of it is available on YouTube. It's just a really fun way to enjoy storytelling, to watch the dynamics of D&D being used. And of course, it's improv it's all right? improv. Because yeah. it's, you're playing a game. Yeah. Like, Brennan goes into it knowing kind of what he wants to have accomplished by the end of the day, but it never really happens that way. Wow. DMs never really know what's going to happen. That's fun. Yeah. I want to check it out. It's really good, and it's really funny, and it's probably not appropriate for kiddos, but that's not my business, what you show your kiddos. <laughs> but please go watch it. It's really, really good. They don't need me to hype them up. I just love them. Cool. Yeah. Well... Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for letting us chatter on about things we like. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to be talking about A Discovery of Witches, Diana. I think we also got a request for, was it Bedknobs and Broomsticks or Bell Book and Candle? I think it was Bedknobs and Broomstick. And I don't know Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I don't either. I think I watched it once when I was like six. Yeah. Llewellyn sent us a book, Witches in Media. Some of which we've already covered. Yes. Not witches in media. That's not what it's called. It's called Lights, Cameras, Witches. Yeah. We're going to look through it and maybe pull it into one of the next episodes. Definitely. Yeah. Super fascinating. Yeah. And next week we are going to visit tarot. We're going to continue that tarot series. That is right. We're going to Death and Hangman. Hanged Man. Yeah. So we'll see. Which sounds, it sounds grim. But, yeah. But it's not. It just sounds grim. Yeah, it does. And we're <laughs> going to talk about the fact that yeah. it sounds grim Yeah, when we get there. And it's going to be great. Yeah. So hope to hear you next week. Yeah. Hope you hear us next week. Yeah. But until then, be well. Harm none. And don't forget 
You are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Twitter at Bonfire Babble and Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.